Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Every Wednesday, we discuss all things dogs, from health and veterinary care to training and behavior science. Follow us and join Good Dog's mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm Nicole, your breeder community lead here at Good Dog, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Jamie's son, an amazing member of our Good Breeder community, and her recent puppy buyers, Eric and Gina. They'll be sharing more about their recent experience working together and all that goes into applying and eventually bringing your puppy home from a breeder. For any listeners that are new here, I want to say welcome. We are so happy to have you here and listening. Good Dog is on a mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them by advocating for dog breeders, educating the public, and promoting canine health and responsible dog ownership. We're a secure and free online community created just for dog breeders, and we're committed to empowering dog breeders with technology. If you aren't yet a member of our community, we invite you to learn more about our mission and apply to join at gooddog.com slash join, which as always, you can find in our show notes. So to kick things off, I'm going to pass things over to you guys to introduce yourselves. So Jamie, can you start off by telling us a little bit about your program, yourself, and also how you came to Good Dog? Hi, my name's Jamie and the founder of Sunny Doodle Utah. I breed with a mission to produce healthy and confident puppies in safe and healthy nourishing environment. So with the name Sunny Doodle, I have to kind of start off of our introduction from my first dog, Sunny. Sunny, who is the heart and soul of Sunny Doodle, that's where the name came from. When she came to my life, I always wanted to have her clone because, you know, they are not going to be with us forever. But then if you find this perfect dog, you just want to keep her forever, but you just can't. So just because she's such an amazing dog, it took me almost about four years to prepare. And when the opportunity came, I just took it. So my goal at the time was very simple. I just wanted to have Sunny number two. But when I had that first litter of Sunny, I just fell in love with the whole process of delivering puppies and, you know, carrying them. And I mean, it was like almost therapeutic for me. Don't get me wrong. It was like hard work. It's like having a baby times 10, uh, imagining. And I just loved it so much. So I decided to become a breeder, probably not so after Sonny's first litter. And then I started preparing to actually have it become a legit business as a Sunny Doodle Utah. And then when I kind of went into that direction, I had one goal in my mind is that I wanted to do the right way to produce healthy and good tempered dogs. I started out with like a DNA test to make sure Sunny was in perfect gene and clean. And we did the pen hip to make sure that she would less likely to produce puppies with kid issues later in life. And at that time, I really thought that was good enough because I didn't really have a mentor or any kind of educational system. It's not like there's a school for, let's get a degree to become a breeder. So it's mostly just me gathering information, try to find a local breeder to mentor me, which was actually very hard. Little did I know there was just so much more to learn. So Bora, one of Sunny's puppies, also had an amazing temperament with a great potential. 
So she was perfect. So after the clean DNA test results I got from over the next two years, I certified her with pen hip, OFA eyes, elbows, and heart, pretty much everything I could do. So eventually when the Bora was ready, I retired to Sunny and bred Bora. And she is my current main breeding dog and my best friend and my baby and <laughs> producing a healthy puppy is probably one of the most important goals. So doing all these tests and finding a perfect sire in equally great health can be time consuming and it's not very cost effective, but it's very much worth it because I can produce a better puppy in each generation. And in order to do that, I also integrate amazing curriculum for the raising puppies and start out with puppy culture. And now I am also implemented every dog, thanks to good dog. And it has been huge success. I don't exactly remember how I came across good dog, but after reading about your goals and what you are trying to do and what you are trying to offer for the breeder like me, such as I have so much desire to learn and educate myself and do better, but there aren't many resources out there put together as a program. So when I saw the first of what Good Dog has created this platform with abundance of educational and also legal, which is a very important aspect of a business and safe payment system. Oh my God. In these days, there are so many scammers. You just don't know where to trust. And a lot of payment program or system people are using currently, such as like PayPal or Venmo, a lot of people don't know is that animal sales are not part of their deal. So if anything goes wrong- I'm glad wrong, you know that. I'm really glad yeah. you know that. Yeah. Like if anything goes wrong, then both buyers and sellers, there are just no protection whatsoever. So Good Dog kind of came up this amazing payment system for both buyer and breeder. I thought it would be a very helpful platform, so I gave it a shot. So obviously, I'm in love, and I am so grateful to constant improvement that you're making for us and the buyers as well. And one of the features I love about Good Dog is that Good Dog lets me brag all about all my groundwork I did. So I don't know if a lot of people notice this when they are searching for a breeder for themselves. Good Dog gives like a different category level to each breeding dog, depending on their health testing level which in my opinion promotes responsible and very ethical breeding. So I can proudly display my excellent health testing badge, you know, on my Good Dog page. And I hope consumers notice those more often when you visit your favorite breeders. So I hope that will be a good introduction. Oh, so. that was perfect. I mean, I just learned so much yeah. about you. So thank you for sharing all that. And I'm so glad that you take pride in your Good Dog profile and all those badges because you're right. That's why they exist. We want you to show off everything you're doing. And from what you just shared, it's a ton. And you've been working so hard on this program for so many years. It sounds like Sunny was such a special dog. So I'm glad that she was able to be honored by being part of the name of your program. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Eric and Gina, I'm going to pass things over to you to give a little introduction about yourselves, your background with dogs, and then maybe tell us why you were ready to begin your dog search. Sure. I'm Gina. I'm Eric. <laughs> we have been together for 22 years. We met in college. We have three children, 10 years old, eight years old, and four years old. 
Eric and I both grew up with dogs in our home and in our family, and they've always been a part of our life together. We had together as a couple, we had a Rottweiler German Shepherd who was 10 years old when she passed in 2008. And we also had a Pekingese Chihuahua who was almost 16 years old when we said goodbye to her in 2019. And our Rottweiler German Shepherd was the first time that Eric and I had like parented anything together. And she taught us a lot about patience and what a dog is really going to need and kind of prepared us a little bit for parenting. And we ended up naming our firstborn girl after our dog. That's beautiful. The dog's name was Oakley, and we named our first daughter Oakley as like an homage to her because she really did teach us a lot um, about parenting. (laughs) Because having a dog is hard, it's a lot of work, but the joy that they can bring people and especially kids and families is just unsurmountable. So, I guess to answer your question about when did we realize we were ready? We always knew we wanted a dog again after we said goodbye to Lila. Our kids were pretty young at that time, and they're a little bit older now. But, you know, as with having a baby, like, there's never really a good time. Like, are you ever really ready for this? (laughs) No matter how prepared you may think you are, once that baby or once that puppy arrives, game over. Like, Everything you thought you knew and you were prepared for just completely goes out the window. But we'd been begged and begged for years from our kids about getting another dog. It sounds like my experience growing up too, like begging my parents for a dog. (laughs) At the root of every meltdown is if we only had a puppy, I would. I would would be happy if I had a puppy. I would be happy if I had a puppy. Puppies arrived and we still have meltdowns. So (laughs) that's kind of where we are right now. I always say I wish that our listeners could see what I see. And for whoever is listening to this, you were just showing me your puppy, Indiana, who I can confirm is extremely adorable. And he is exactly as fluffy and adorable as you would imagine him to be. But I always wish that these podcasts were sometimes visual because I've seen some very cute dogs and puppies when I've done these. But Indiana definitely sticks out as a super cute one. Shifting a little bit to the application process and how you got this whole journey started with Jamie, can you tell us how you found Jamie and what made you decide to apply to her program? We actually found Jamie through word of mouth. We had asked neighbors and friends who we really liked their dogs. They had great dogs and asked for recommendations of who they used And, you know, we were led down some pretty dark holes with a few of the recommendations that we got, but we did our research and pretty much every recommendation that we were given, I spent a lot of time just digging in deeper, you know, were they reputable? What was their ratings? Did they have relationships once the dogs left, you know, the breeders? And it was really hard. It was really hard to find a breeder that felt good to us. And Jamie was recommended by a friend whose name is also Jamie, who I just said in passing, I love your dog. He's just so sweet. And she said, oh, he's Sunny Doodle of Utah. And 
that was kind of the end of the conversation until a few weeks later, she sent me a Facebook post from Sunny Doodle Utah that had three puppies that were still available and were ready to go home in just a few weeks. And so I sent a message to Sunny Doodle and the ball just started rolling really, really fast after that. And I believe it was only like three weeks after we had been in contact and, you know, we were interviewed by Jamie and she met with us via Zoom. She met with our children just to make sure that we were the right fit for her dogs. And so then, you know, the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually don't know this. Was this your first time working with a dog breeder? Had you worked with one for your previous dogs? No, this is the first time we had worked with a breeder and we were very, very pleased (laughs) with the experience. That's awesome to know. And something that's really important to us at Good Dog is to kind of demystify all of these misconceptions of what it's like to work with a breeder, any like preconceived notions that just aren't true, which is partly why this podcast exists and why it's so important that we have conversations like this. So was there anything that you were surprised by working with a dog breeder? Any preconceived notions you had that were challenged? I think once we met Jamie, we knew that it was right because based on our research, we just felt like we were going to have to settle at some point and just call it a day. But once we met Jamie, we realized that there are good breeders out there and there are yeah. they're doing things the right way. And so I think that kind of restored our faith in that. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I also feel that the relationship that Jamie continues with her puppies and the connections that she maintains with every dog that leaves her home she's connected. She's still very much connected. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, Hey, we've got the money. The dog is gone. Not our problem anymore. Not our responsibility anymore, but she does take an active interest in the lives of these dogs long after they have left her home. And that really resonated with us that it wasn't just the fact that Jamie was a dog breeder is Jamie was invested in what she was doing long-term, not just for the short-term of having the puppies in her home, but she's still very invested in the lives of all of these dogs, which goes to show how much she really cares about what she's doing and making sure that she's doing it responsibly and ethically and morally. That really speaks to us deeply and to know that Jamie's heart is really in the right place. It felt so good to us that we just knew this was the right decision. Yeah, I'm so glad you say that because to me, one of the most beautiful things of working with a dog breeder is that you have this strong relationship with them. It's not a one and done transactional thing where you never hear from them again. You almost bring the breeder into your life just as much as the puppy, which I think is a really wonderful thing. So that's so nice to hear. Jamie, I'd love to hear from you on what stood out to you about Eric and Gina's application. When you're evaluating puppy buyer applications in general, what are some of the things that you're looking to know if someone's going to be a good match for your program? First off, thank you, Gina and Eric, for your kind words. It means the world to me and always kind of remind me of why I do this. And well, first off, 
Gina and Eric, they mentioned that referred by one of my previous buyers. So that caught my attention first because in each litter, at least half of my sales usually is either returning customers or referrals. So that kind of usually says I'm doing something right, hopefully. <laughs> so, Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So their application stood out because I really was able to feel their sincerity in their application. I mean, for example, my application, uh, Good Dog provides its own, like a templatized application for every breeder. But I actually, over the years, have modified that application. So my application is long. Probably most people think it's annoyingly long. <laughs> but I actually did that for a reason. Because for one, I chose to have an essay style application. And it has become a great sort of a preliminary screening method for me as well. Because like in this busy day-to-day life, honestly, oh, I want a dog and I just want to pay for it and I just want a dog. But like, do I really have to sit down and fill out this long application? A lot of people will pass and that's totally okay, fine by me, because that just means that we're not a good match. I want serious people who would be willing to go that extra mile for their potential puppy a customer who fills out application means he or she took at least 30 plus minutes to like really think through and answer every question, put the details, put experiences, because some of the questions are very personal. Like I ask potential buyers about their experiences and, you know, their histories and things like that. So Some people don't care for the long application or want to spill out any kind of, not like their personal information, but anything related to the dogs or their history of their side of the life. And that's okay. I believe that one of the virtues of being a dog owner is being patient because really by having a puppy, just like Gina had mentioned earlier introduction, is that having a puppy or a child is challenging regardless how much you are prepared for. You just never know. So when evaluating the applicant, I look for certain traits, like will they have the quality time and patience to handle brand new puppy? Living accommodations, like this puppy will be left alone all day long. Once they have the puppy, it's like, oh yeah, I have a new puppy, but I got to go to work. I got to go do this and do that, but I don't really have a time for it. Or be included as part of the family each day and be looked after, or it's going to be left alone in the yard somewhere and be neglected. Or can the puppy be supported financially, even though it's kind of sensitive subject, you know, the financial aspect of it, but owning a puppy or by all means, any kind of pet or even child, it costs money. I am advocate for proper training, high quality food. So can they afford all that? I do both like phone and video interviews to get like the feeling of the person I'm speaking to. 
to get kind of the vibe if their feelings are genuine. So after all these kind of things being talked about, as long as you can kind of meet this criteria or the requirements that I feel comfortable with, then I am willing to give opportunity to everyone. Right. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Good Dog Pod. We'll be right back. Good Dog provides breeders in our community with free and exclusive access to puppy contract templates and legal resources created by our team of lawyers, specifically for dog breeders. Follow the link in the show notes to access these sample contracts, legal webinars, our breeder-recommended list of lawyers, and more. So I know after the application process, things feel like super exciting and it's kind of like just waiting for the puppy in that big moment. So can you take us a little bit behind the scenes after Eric and Gina applied, you felt comfortable with their application. How long was it before you knew which puppy they would be a fit for? And also how did you communicate patients throughout the entire process to them? So obviously Eric and Gina kind of came later in the game. Most of the time, normally, most of my puppies are being reserved within two to three weeks after their birth or like the pre-reservation for the like wait list. The puppy picking does not happen until like a usually six weeks old. During those puppies growing up time, I utilize like a social media to the max. And I think uh, it's a great communication method between myself and the families and it can kind of ease the anticipation of the wait by like two to three weeks. I think I had about like four puppies out of like nine were reserved. So by six weeks old, I think, I think I still had like quite a few puppies left, which was like never happened before. Well, what if I just kind of give them more training? What if I do more of this, more of that? And by the time the puppies are going home, there will be much more confident they'll be more obedient they will do better so I kind of basically just took that approach so I just took that extra time that they weren't going home right at eight weeks I just give them opportunity to train my puppies more so they could succeed and in the end it worked out just fine and this litter I have so many compliments from the families that Oh, my puppies, first uh, week or so, they had a little accident here and there, but potty training was easy breezy. Since they were like, you know, 100% crate trained, we can sleep through the night, no two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, wake up call for the puppies. I mean, it was very, very positive. So, and when Eric and Gina came, I did my best to find the best puppy for their family within the remaining puppies. That's awesome. And I'm guessing that puppy that you had in mind for them ended up being Indiana as the perfect match. Correct. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that all is really, really great to know. And I feel like it helps people understand that so much goes on behind the scenes before the puppy comes home, but also after the application is submitted. And it's kind of like this period that's filled with a lot of anxious energy for both breeders and buyers, because you just want to get to that moment of the go home, but there's still a lot to go through. So I think all of that's really helpful to share. So moving to my favorite part of the process, the go home process and what I would call beyond. So the lifetime of the dog. 
Do you ever send these puppies off and it's difficult for you after spending so much time with them? Is it difficult to see them go off to their new homes? Yes, it is difficult in every litter. But it's kind of a funny story because when we meet as like we did a Zoom call, everybody, I mean everybody, Gina, Eric, and all three kids has different opinions of who they should have. Everybody picked a different dog. So (laughs) (laughs) we had like a multiple phone calls. We had like abundance of texts and like photos going back and forth and many, many family meetings, like a multiple FaceTime and Zoom call. In the end, I was like so glad that they ended up picking Indiana. Jamie, when you get the pups and their new owners ready for the big day, what are some of the things that you're doing to make sure that both your buyers and the puppy is ready? So like one of the most important thing I focus on after the fact is that I kind of did a quick survey to like my buyers at some point, like what is the most difficult thing when you have your brand new puppy? First thing came up is the potty training. And then second thing is like, well, I wish I can sleep at night. And the third thing is I wish my dog doesn't chew things. Well, that one, you just kind of have to redirect and then do a lot of positive reinforcement to deviate that because it's in their nature. They want to chew, they're teething, you know? So one of the things that I kind of wanted to focus on was potty training and crate training before they go home. So one of my goals was to minimize the challenge so that puppy can succeed and adjust well and fast as possible. So I potty train my puppy since they're like a week in, week and a half. This year particularly, I actually changed my potty training routine a little bit after taking the Abby Dogs curriculum program that Good Dog provides. And I found out that there were a few things that I'm not doing it correctly. So I actually implemented the education that I got from Good Dog. I tried it and it actually worked out like really great. That's awesome. And it was very, very successful. So I was like really happy. And so all my puppies, usually about 80, 90%, I can kind of say that they are potty trained and 100% crate trained before they go home. Hoping in hopes that the new family can transition smoothly and as fast as possible. And another thing that I try to do is on their go home bag, I also include a folder with the various information. And one of the things is their puppy's current daily schedule. So what time they wake up and what time they go potty, what time they go back to crate and take a nap, when they have lunch and the playtime. I mean, like literally it's a timetable schedule, along with also some tips and include some like a bit of pieces of education. Right. So I just also wanted to mention that I also partner with a Trepanion insurance company with a complimentary first month coverage without the waiting period. So I do like highly recommend because you just never know. I encourage the family to take advantage yeah. for the offer. And most importantly, just lots and lots and lots of communication with the family. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your puppies are so ready by the time it's time for them to go to their new homes and you do so much for them to make sure they're prepared. Eric and Gina, I know you're coming at this from a completely different perspective. How did you feel in the days leading up to your puppy's arrival? How did your kids feel? And also, what was it like when the day finally came that the puppy came home? 
So everything happened really fast because I think we discovered that the puppies were available on like a Wednesday. We had a Zoom call on Friday and that night we met three puppies and kind of got to see them and see how they were acting. And Jamie introduced us to each one and kind of told us a little bit about them and their demeanor. And then at the end of that Zoom call, it was kind of like, all right, pick a dog. Which one do you want? And of course, we all chose different ones. The kids wanted the really wild, playful. (laughs) And we wanted the like calm puppy. We already have wild and playful among our three children. But you're all set with that. (laughs) We needed something to just balance it out. But yeah, Jamie agreed that having that calm energy would help balance out our crazy household. And I think it was the perfect fit. So yeah, then after that Friday, I think we said we wanted to kind of talk about it over the weekend and try and make a decision. We asked Jamie to send us a couple videos of the dogs. We could kind of see them in their daily life, what they do and how they act. And of course, I was following her on Instagram and I was seeing the videos of Indiana And then I was actually going back looking for other videos just to kind of get to know him better. And that just really helped to solidify our choice. And then I think I booked a plane ticket for the following Friday. And then something happened, we had to reschedule. And then we were dealing with flight cancellations and all that stuff this summer. And so, yeah, I flew out on Sunday morning. I was just going to go down and back. It's from Denver to Salt Lake. It's a quick flight. And I just thought, I'll leave in the morning. I'll be back in the evening and we'll have a new puppy. And I left that morning and then my flights got canceled, my return flight. So I ended up at the airport. I got Indiana, but then I had no flight to come home. So I was just hanging out in the airport, which luckily the Salt Lake airport has a really awesome pet area. That's so lucky. Yeah. It was really nice. And thanks to Jamie for being so flexible with that because we had a time set to meet her at the airport and we just had to keep pushing it back because the delays, you know, with Eric getting out, but totally everything out of our control. But Jamie was very flexible and understanding of that as well. And you finally made it home at some point, hopefully. (laughs) And what was that moment like walking in the door with Indiana Were the kids awake? Were they like waiting at the door for you to come in? They were all asleep. When we were at the airport, though, I brought my laptop. So I pulled that out and we did FaceTime with the kids so that the kids could see like getting the puppy could be a part of that. So that was great. And then the kids were asleep when I got home and Indiana did great. He slept through the night, but the kids woke up the next morning. It was like Christmas day. <laughs> I can't a- imagine a better feeling as a kid to wake up and there's a puppy just in your home yeah. that wasn't there when you went to sleep. That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. It was- I can imagine. And how's Indiana doing now? How long have you had Indiana? How has everything been? Well, we've had him for two months. Two months. Yeah. He's now four months old, growing very fast. It's been a learning process, mostly for the kids, because a lot of things that kids do naturally, dogs don't really like, you know, the loud, high-pitched voices and screaming, running um, around, running, quick, sudden movements that can be really agitating to a puppy. And Indiana's adapted pretty good. You know, I think they're both still, the kids and Indiana are learning a lot about each other and what works, what doesn't work. Having Indiana come into our home, being fully crate trained was incredible. And 
we only had two or three potty accidents in the house since we got him. And he goes right to the door. He's ready to go out the dog door and he lets himself out and he knows not to go pee or poop in the crate. And he's been doing great. I think we'll definitely be searching up some good behavior training on good dog with some of the puppy things. A lot of chewing, a lot of chewing on things. He redirects easily. Very much. Yeah. He's chewing on the leg of the table. Just give him a bone or, you know, a hard toy for hard chewing. But yeah, he's been great. He's been doing really, really well. That's so great to hear. Doing all the things that puppies do. But it sounds like he's doing amazing. And I'm so happy you're finally able to bring him home. I love these kinds of stories because they just have such a nice ending. And it results in a family really being completed with a dog like yours. So, so special. My last question is just for both of you. So Eric and Gina, I'll pass it to you first, but I was hoping you could share more about what your relationship is like with Jamie now. Are you communicating often? How are you updating one another? So just how the relationship with Jamie has kind of extended beyond this application and puppy matching process. Yeah. I mean, we send her pictures. She asks for pictures. She's still very much connected. I think Eric is more involved on social media than I am. And he'll see the videos and share them with me that Jamie posts of the other dogs that she still has. And of course, you know, mom and dad, but yeah, it's still very much a connection that I don't think that we were anticipating. I mean, I was, I guess, expecting there to be like the cord is cut, we're done, you've got your dog, end of story. But it makes it feel we're more confident in the fact that we made the right decision with going with Jamie and Sunny Doodle Utah based on her investment in us. And she still wants to be very much a part of Indiana's life and see what he's up to and share his stories. You can tell she's still very attached. And as we continue to grow with him, I'm sure that that connection will still remain strong because he was a part of her life, came into this world in her home, and she's making it a priority to maintain a relationship and maintain a connection. She maintains those relationships with all of her buyers still to this day. And even Facebook groups for the litters that have come from Jamie (laughs) that have been established. Yeah, that's so lovely. and so nice to hear. And Jamie, I'm sure that must mean so much to you to hear about what an impact you've Mm -hmm. had, not just through Indiana and through this one puppy, but through all of the puppies and all the litters you've had. Just having such a direct impact on someone's life like that must feel very rewarding. It is. I think a part of it is that What I wanted was actually create a platform to communicate with my previous, current, and future buyers where we can all kind of connect together. Watching my puppies growing and blooming in a new family, it's amazing. So definitely social media is something that has been a huge plus for my business and the connection I can keep up with, with my buyers. That's so special. That really is. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this story with me and share it with our listeners. 
And I think it just paints such a unique picture of what it's like to work with a dog breeder, all of the different ways and different types of people that come to work with dog breeders. So can't thank you enough for sharing this with us, with our listeners. Thank you so much for all my our families who trust us and believe in us and what we do. And really, thank you. And also thank you for Good Dog to reaching out. And mostly, I am so grateful for Gina and Eric to giving a lovely home and family to Indiana and agree to come and share your side of the stories today. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Well, we're grateful for all that you do, Jamie, speaking on, I think, behalf of everyone here. So grateful. It's really evident from everything you've shared that this means the world to you. And this is just one example of all these connections that you help make. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of The Good Dog Pod. We're so happy we could have Jamie, Eric, and Gina join us and give us some insight into just how special the breeder-buyer relationship is. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here with our next episode. 